We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here by myself. Old man Andreas is calling in. I just, I'm just playing. I just had to tease you guys. He's calling in from the crib. We are on Baby Watch officially, but the man did not leave me hanging. So he decided to have the setup at the crib. Today, we're talking MMA and boxing. We have a guest from the UFC joining us uh, who fights this weekend as well. So it is a jam-packed show. Didn't have a show on Sunday, so we got to do everything today. Dre, thank you for calling in. Look at this, man. You're committed. I like this. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, glad that uh, I could call in. Baby watch is in full effect. Uh, Yeah, and, you know, got to take care of the family. But how could I not talk about MMA and boxing after everything that we just witnessed? A great UFC London card. Yep. Um, We got people getting beat up in the streets for living the gimmick. So we got to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, Talking about that, we didn't have a show on Sunday, mostly because of me. I was in New York for the Edgar Berlanga fight, which we'll talk about. Um, Had, like, family stuff on my end as well. Grandfather passed away on Saturday. So I was flying back on Sunday. Could have made it. I had my flight ready to come here. Producer Cole Bebe would have kept the mic warm. I would have jumped right in the chair. We would have been good. But uh, with just everything going on, I was like, you know what? I can take one podcast off. So I was like, we can talk about everything today. Not missing too much. Um, This is still going to be kind of a shorter episode because I do have my grandfather's viewing here to attend like uh, an hour and a half. And uh, we're just streaming. So cool. I get to do all of that. Thank you to technology um, right after this show. So I was like, you know what? Cool. We got an hour and a half. Dope interview. Let's get into it. And I wanted to start in UFC, Dre. I, I had to start in the UFC. It makes me feel so good. And I need uplifting things this week. It makes me feel so good to see someone catch the fade in public. Because you don't see that soon enough anymore. People don't get punched in the face anymore for stuff that they say. And they think it's cute. They think it's cool. They think it stays there. Oh, it's just for a buildup or people have Twitter fingers, anything like that. I miss the good old days when people just got punched in the face for saying things. And you never know when it's going to happen. 
So I, Masvidal walked up to Kobe Covington at a bar. I think it's called Poppy Steak. Shout out to, to my Cubans in, uh, in Miami. Walked up. It was on site. Literally on site. This man is a man of his word. I, I liked everything about this. I could say that. I feel like I'm not going to get in trouble for that. Dre, what was your thoughts when this happened? Yo, first things first, allegedly, right? Has has there been charges? I think the charge is still He's pending. Not charged. He's been no. There's yeah. a police report. No one has been charged. Okay, allegedly. I mean, yes. Do I have to say allegedly? The man went in his went on his own Instagram and and posted videos like, um, "Let's do a face challenge." I got no scratches on my face. Like he rolled up on him. He snitched on himself. Yeah, yeah, he did. I mean, you know, it might as well, I guess it was worth it, right? At the end of the day, uh, if you live your gimmick and you forget to separate your gimmick from your real life or you let them bleed together, you got to be accepted. You have to accept the fact that you're going to get punched in the face in real life for the things that you said, whether you meant them or not. And Covington talked about that man's kids. Yeah, that fate is, that fate is worth it. Remember, uh, I think two weeks ago, I said, I, you know, what, what Cain Velasquez did, I didn't necessarily, I understand why it was against the law, why he got in trouble, but I get it. Yep. I understand why he did it. Same thing here. It's like, hey, man, you were something real greasy, and you may have beat me in a sanctioned MMA fight, but you ain't going to beat me talking about my kids. I'm going <laughs> to catch you slipping. And I think they said uh, Covington, who I guess didn't uh, identify himself, according yeah. to the reports, he has like a chip tooth and like a laceration or whatever. Yo, man. I think he has veneers. So, I mean, those things pop out all the time. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, so get some has, new ones. Yeah. Just, it's cool. Uh, get them redone. Probably it was due anyway. Yeah. Get a new set. Right. He'd be all right. If he would have read up on his UFC deal before this last pay-per-view, he would have had a little bit more dough to get like a new set of veneers, but neither here nor there. But yeah, just getting, uh. getting slapped up in public. Like, that's... That's in the fabric of America. I feel like people just have forgotten this part of culture of I can say anything and I'm protected by something. Like I'm protected by this keyboard. I'm protected by this press conference. I'm protected by the UFC. Dana ain't going to be there forever. But your words will be. So you might catch this fade every year. Every single, because I don't think Masvidal is forgetting this anytime soon. He might catch him once a year somewhere in Miami and just sneak him with one. And do you know that paranoia that brings? It's marvelous. It's like uh, when I watch How I Met Your Mother and they do the slap bet and Marshall slaps Barney, but Barney never knows when it's going to happen. The paranoia of that is just hilarious. And that's what Colby's living with right now. It's at any time, at any place, he was hanging out with the Nelk boys, chilling, thinking he was going to learn something about social media and go viral. Yep, he went viral for catching a two-piece and, and a soda. Yeah, first, I don't watch How I Met Your Mother, so that, that you know, completely lost on me. Oh, okay. Man. Well, okay. It's, it's, the, it's the worst season finale in arguably all of television. But oh. the show is incredible. So take it for what it's worth. Yeah, but... It's, uh, I don't know, man. You just can't, look, man, you're building a fight. You talked about the man's kids. You expected nothing to happen. Like, there's certain lines that you just don't cross in real life. And then you call yourself the king of Miami, so now I know where to find you. Because yep. you're going to be in Miami because you're that bold. Kobe would have been better off just going to, like, Fort Lauderdale <laughs> or something and just and staying out of sight. But 
he got what he deserved, man. You got to watch him out. Hey, man, you're still the number one contender. He's got punched in the face of real life. I Don't get, worry. But that brings this, you get punched again. That brings the next question. Do they run it back? No. Nah. Now that you got street beef, and this is, this is very similar to when Connor threw the dolly. When you're like, it builds itself. So even though the first fight was fairly dominant for Colby Covington, but you got to pay Miles for all main event money. They have this to build on now. The charges, everything, the beef's not done. Colby's not doing anything else. If, if I'm Colby, nah. I'd rather fight him again for, for knocking my tooth out and get an easy paycheck than fight Kamaev. Like, I don't want to fight nah. the Wolf. I think they might mm. be able to run it back. And this time in Miami. You got to book the card in Miami for the real king of Miami. I, I don't want. I don't want to see it at all. The mega powers exploded. We saw what happened. Kobe Covington was dominant. Nothing changes in the rematch. The only way this fight should happen again is in bare knuckle fighting. Like, go, let them go to a different promotion. Okay. Let them. Let, or, or you got to give them a special set of rules, man. If it's an MMA fight, Kobe's going to win. And, and Kobe's a better MMA fighter because he's a fantastic wrestler. He's got exceptional cardio. But if you put them in BKFC where there ain't no takedowns, you just small little padded gloves. Yeah, let them punch each other in the face. But I don't want to see them main eventing and getting main event money, which we'll talk about later. When somebody like Patty Pimblett, who just filled out the arena in London, got a 12 and 12, which is 12,000 and 12,000. That's hard. I don't want to see Masvidal making more money. That's ridiculous. And I know, (laughs) look, man, I'm going to go on a slight tangent here. Patty Pimblett made 12 and 12. And I saw people saying, well, it's only a second UFC fight. I don't care. This is why boxers structure their deals before the fight rather than structure, like, to say, like, imagine if, uh, I'm trying to think of somebody's had, like, a, a rapid ascent. It's like Lomachenko for, for a title in his second fight. Imagine him yeah. doing that for 50K. Exactly, right? <laughs> so, like, Pimblet, Pimblet was, re- was responsible for, him and Meatball were responsible for filling up that arena. Yes, yeah. Aspidal, the main event. But 12 and 12? That's disrespectful. But Masvidal, who has now lost three fights in a row, who is, you know, if, if there's any charges, he could, you know, he could face some kind of sanctions. I don't know what's going to happen to Masvidal. I don't want to see him getting $500,000 to fight Covington again in the main event. I don't want to see that. He didn't earn that. Patty Pimple is getting underpaid. Masvidal is getting overpaid. And, you know, and, and Colby Covington is getting paid to be a douchebag. I, I'm cool. I'm cool on ever seeing those two engaged. I, I need somebody to earn that opportunity. And Covington and Maxwell didn't earn a rematch in a main event for a pay-per-view. Makes sense. You you talk about Patty in the UK. UK showed out. What a great card. That felt like a pay-per-view. Um, that was the, exceptional. It, it was better than most pay-per-views. That, yeah. that, I watched that entire card action up and down that card, top to bottom. Like Meatball's knockout, that spinning elbow, unbelievable. Crazy. Right? I think the main card had... Five, four finishes out of the five five main car fights. The whole thing was great, and, but that also speaks. It's a testament to like the UK audience and how how live they are. That the atmosphere there. I wish I could have been there just to see that. A few of the homies went and covered it. Man, that that's a card that was on free television. But it just sucks because I see Paddy Pimblett. Who we'll talk about him, but he looks like he's destined to be a star. Yeah, he's he's not Connor. He's not a striker like Connor, but he has exceptional grappling. And if maybe if the lightweight division kind of weeds itself out, he could kind of sneak in there in the next couple of years. <laughs> but they have stars on their hands, man. Like the UK atmosphere 
I think they should hold a fight night like every quarter at least in the UK, whether it's the O2 or wherever. They need to eventually do a Wembley show, but that that atmosphere is just electric. Yeah, they need a pay-per-view at this point, like a full-blown pay-per-view. I know it's tough because they want like a hometown person to headline the pay-per-view. and all. You can put anything there. If you can put Style Bender in Houston for no reason, you can put anybody in the UK. Dude, and, they did Masvidal and Covington in Vegas. That should have been in Miami. Yeah, like there, there doesn't have to be rhyme or reason to why you put a good fight in a certain location. But then again, you have someone like Bullet, like Shevchenko, who can be the co-main, and that's in Europe. She's European. Cool, like that, you can work it out. Stack the cards under. That could be Patty's first pay-per-view card. You know, like you, you can do these things to make it worth a pay-per-view and put anyone in the main event, any one of your title fights. So I, I would love to see them bring a pay-per-view there. Like you said, bring it to a stadium, pack out the house. Those fans deserve it. I'll see them in about a month, exactly a month from today. I'll be in the UK for Tyson Fury versus Dillian White. 90,000. It's going to be insane. So I, I can't wait to feel that energy, feel those fans, Fury's walkout. It, it's going to be nuts. I'm going to have goosebumps and feel nauseous and all that stuff like I usually do for like huge main events. It's going to be amazing to just feed off of that energy here in a month. Um, but like, again, entire UFC London card was dope. All the rest of the cards this year kind of filling out. UFC 272, 273 came together. So we have Jacksonville on um, upcoming. So that should be a really good card. Then we have uh, Shanghai or or Singapore, rumored, card for June, but they filled out the card already. We have Arizona. Three stacked cards coming up in the UFC. What does this leave for July here in Vegas? I mean, so you have, you have options, right? So it looks like Style Bender might be Singapore. Yeah, but that leaves Usman for Vegas. It looks like we're going to get Kamaru's comeback fight Ugh. for in, uh, International Fight Week to happen. No disrespect to Usman. Is that big enough for International Fight Week? No, but if you, well, this gets complicated because obviously Nganu's out. Uh, Jones Jones coming back. Would be the yeah, it fight. just doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. It feels like Usman is probably going to headline that card. Um, the oh. only other person that's hang, the only other person that's hanging around is Conor McGregor. Yeah, Conor should be back. Yeah, it's looking like he's trading. But what fight do you give him, and does he main event over the title fight? That's the problem. Now, right? like it's tomorrow, shouldn't. the co-main to Conor. No, tomorrow's the champ. Kamara's the number one pound for pound fighter in the world right now. He should absolutely headline. I think and he the might idea not, of a... Because, again, the belts stagger usually in that highest weight, deems what yeah. main events. And then you also have the possibility of Tai Tuivasa versus uh, Stipe for an interim title if John doesn't take it. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think... I think Kamaru should should headline. It'll probably be three title fights in that card. Wait, Shevchenko's already got. She's already booked. Already booked. Uh, who's left? See, that's the thing. Yeah. I don't when know. you look up, you're like, "Yo, what is left?" All the lighter weights are are kind of fighting coming up, 
And it's just like, yeah, they, they've stacked it mm. so much. And it's not like they're champions outside of Adesanya fight three times a year. Right. So you're getting to the point where like, yo, it's a little too crazy because we have um, Volkanovsky versus Korean zombie Sterling versus Jan coming up. Right. Cool. Right. So that's UFC 273 coming up in a week. Um, UFC 274, we have Oliveira versus Gaethje, Rose versus Carla. Right. Two title fights. Um, 275, if it's style bender, there goes another one right there. I guess I don't know how long the ultimate fighter seasons are. Maybe you have that for International Fight Week. Well, you can. You they just announced uh, Figueredo Moreno four, which would be it would probably be a three championship card, at the, or maybe in June. Figueredo Moreno four could happen in Vegas, right? It doesn't have to Good. be a main event. They could do that, but it, it just feels like the right time for Connor to fight if they want to make this a big deal. But I think kind of with him taking exception. No, don't do that. Let's do it. Poor Leon Edwards. Just throw the rankings in the trash. I apologize to Leon, but give Connor Kamaru right now. Nah, man. He's won one fight in five years. How should he get a title fight? No, he can't. Leon can wait. No, (laughs) man. There's no reason to even have rankings if you're going to do shit like that. Throw the rankings out. Like Connor's not rankings. Connor, Connor hasn't earned nothing. He's what he'd be Cowboy Cerrone. It's international fight, fight week, sir. It's international fight. No, nah, I don't want that. Show me the money. No, I don't want. No, I don't want to see losers benefit and make more money than people who fight and win. You're, I, that's not what I want to see. You're a purist in MMA. Congrats being the only one out there. We just want to see people get punched nah. in the face. And uh, some Connor needs to win a fight. Connor needs to win a fight. That's it. Connor right. needs a, Connor a fight. Cerrone like too, and then let's run it back. Like, nah. you just want to win any fight? Like, I, we can give him a fight. I mean, who can we? I mean, you know, honestly, what should happen is Connor and Makachev so Makachev can get that boost because they need to, like, they need to use oh, Connor's name yeah, to nah, boost nah, somebody up. Not yet. <laughs> yes. Put people over on Connor. No, no, not yet. Um, give Connor Masvidal. If you can't beat Masvidal, then, sir, then you don't deserve it. But Connor Masvidal and then immediate title shot. I mean, listen, man, Conor Masvidal is what we call for. That could be on that yeah. card. I just don't think Conor would accept being a co-main event, but he should be. He oh, no. Paid. How crazy would that be if Usman defends his title on that card? But Masvidal Conor is the main event, and Usman is co-main. <laughs> but this is what I said. If you create monsters, the monsters are going to take over, right? And Conor is a monster. And Conor kind of does what he wants to do. Dude, and if you're Dana White and you put people like Masvidal in main events and they don't win shit and you put them in main events, you set a precedence like being the best and winning titles don't matter. This shit turns into the WWE. It's like, why did you get a title shot? Well, because I'm Goldberg. Who gives a fuck about Goldberg? He's, he's quack. Yeah, he's, Connor's like Goldberg. It's like, yeah, it's like he, he just, you just kind of ship Goldberg in. It was like, hey, man, take this L real quick. Yeah. You know, but the only thing that's different is Connor thinks he can win every fight. What if you did? We're living in madness. We've seen crazier things, man. I, I, I'm, I'm rooting yeah. for madness. Um, actually, you know what? I'll be back to you, Dre. We got to take our break because right. our guest is here. You guys will find out exactly who. Building the anticipation. Right after this break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this.
We are back. Like I said, quick, short break. And then now you guys can know who we are interviewing today. We are here with Kai Carfrance from the UFC. For me, one of the most exciting fighters in the UFC. Never a boring fight with this man. Ever, ever, ever. Kai, thank you for taking time out during your fight week to sit here and, uh, and talk with me, man. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thanks for the kind words. Um, yeah, uh, great to be here in America. Um, you know, I, I love love traveling. I love being able to showcase my skills in front of in front of my American uh, fan base. So yeah, it's good to be here. Man, that's the first thing I got to ask you. What is in the water down in New Zealand and Australia area? It's like a takeover right now. We see tied to Ivas in the UFC. I mean, we cover boxing on this show. We see George Cambosis. All of you guys are hitting yeah. a hot streak all at once. Give me the secret. How is this happening? Man, yeah, it's definitely the movement right now, right? And um, being from city kickboxing with champions, you know, in my gym day in, day out, Israel Adesanya, one of my good friends, um, Alex Volkanovsky, another UFC champion. So, you know, we're just, it's just in us and uh, we're just feeding off each other. You know, uh, Ty is one of my great friends. Uh, we spent time in Thailand living together and um, both uh, getting big wins in December last year um, on the same card. It was like kind of like a pinch yourself moment. It's like all those years of grinding and now look at us, you know, taking over Vegas, got the key to the city, <laughs> beating former world champions. And, and now him, you know, coming off a massive win and, and probably the next in line for a title. Uh, yeah, it's the movement, bro. And it's not slowing down anytime soon. So it's not too late to jump on the hype train. What is it like being in the gym with these guys every day? You mentioned Izzy, you mentioned uh, Volk, you, you mentioned just that atmosphere down there. Everyone is hungry to be champions. They've been champions for so long. How much does that drive you where you just see them be like, man, I need that gold. Like you guys got it. I, I, I need that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, um, that's the motivation you need. I'm, I'm inspired to, to be in the presence of, of all these guys, but it just knows where the standard is. And that that's, uh, it's the highest standard, you know, at our gym and, it's not just the champions and the guys that you know that you need to watch out for. It's the guys that you don't know that uh, keep you on your toes because um, that's where the progression is made. And, you know, that, that saying iron sharpens iron and led by, you know, our head coach, Eugene Beerman, he's the glue that puts it all together. We call them mad scientists. Um, there's so many small, uh, I guess, pieces to the puzzle behind the scenes that uh, people don't really see. They only see the end product, which is the fight. But there's so much work that goes into this, you know, the mindset of training like a champion and and uh, the high standards that we have at our gym, keeping yourself accountable. And uh, for the champions down to the coaches, it's just a trickle-down effect. And that's what you're seeing now. It's just uh, finding my feet in the UFC, now coming off two-fight win streak, all by first-round knockouts. Um, and it's just that momentum. And I didn't want to sit back and just wait for a title shot. I'm going to go out there and take it and show why the UFC and show the rest of the world why I deserve to be the next guy. So uh, here we are now. You mentioned those first round knockouts. This latest one, I mean, it was a fight where people thought Cody Garbrandt was coming in. It was his showcase fight, right? Finally drops the weight. They're talking about him possibly getting a title shot after fighting you. And you starch him. How good did that feel that night? And to just be like, you know what? Don't sleep on us. I am not a stepping stone in this in this division. Yeah, hide out, man. Like that that was on my mind the whole the whole fight week. 
being overlooked, being kind of uh, told that uh, uh, I'm just here to get uh, to build Cody up. And um, he, you don't know what I'd just come from, bro. Like four months of just grinding, you know, that's all I had on my mind was a state. And uh, I was coming in there, bad intentions, bringing all of that fuel, uh, being overlooked. You know, that's just the story of my life. I've always been the smallest. I've always been the shortest. So uh, I just take it on board and, and um, I've kind of have a trip on my shoulder, a point to prove and come fight night, you know, I felt so calm in there. Um, I, the pressure was on Cody, you know, he, first time at flyweight, my, I've done this so many times now. And um, I knew what I was bringing to the table. So once I, uh, I guess, dropped him with that first right hand, um, I knew I knew it was all downhill from there. So I just had to pick my shots, take my time, and then uh, you just found found the found the targets early, and uh, uh, eventually we put them away. So couldn't have gone any better, you know, in Vegas, front of a crowd again. My first time fighting in front of a crowd in like two years. So um, you know, what better way to turn it on and just straight, turn up and and show out? Um, yeah, that night. So I had my 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 son was there, my uh, one year old son, and my wife was in the um, in the crowd. So pretty cool to have his first ever event to be in Vegas and, and fighting a former champion and knocking him out. So, uh, yeah, I, c- I couldn't have gone better and just proud of myself to turn it on when it, uh, when it was the pressure. You mentioned beating a former champion. Now you see in your own division, there's reports of there's going to be a fourth fight between Moreno and the champion. And you look at this, yeah. do, do you think like, okay, if I win this fight this weekend, I have to be in position for a title fight because they can only run that back so much, right? It's not a best of five series. <laughs> You're like, hey, look yeah. at me. Look at what I'm doing. This would be three straight fights. Do you think that this fight sets you up for a shot at, at a title later this year? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm a fan of both guys. You know, I like the, tri- the, the rivalry that they have going, but the UFC need new blood. And, uh, I separate myself from the pack because there's no, no other flyways doing what I'm doing. They're not knocking out former champions and on a, on a, um, you know, two fight win streak, both by, both by first round knockouts. Um, so I've got momentum with me and, uh, that's what I plan on doing. I plan on being exciting. People want to tune into fighters that go out there and entertain and go out there and try to get the finish. They're not just coasting on, um, you know, trying to be, uh, controlling and tr- just trying to wrestle, you know, people don't want to see that. They're gonna, not going to pay for that. So, for me, I've got a kind of a job to do to stay exciting um, and, and stay uh, stay disciplined in there. I'm not going to be caught up in the in the firefight that uh, that a lot of guys get uh, fall victims to. So I'm going to go in there, stay calm, cool, collective, and just uh, do my thing. And once I turn up, you know, I'm, I know I'm the best in the world. So I'm I'm looking forward to that fourth fight, you know. But when the time's right, um, I want to put myself next in line. So. I'm not overlooking my opponent. You know, I've got a big, big challenge in front of me. Askar Askarov, he's a tough opponent, but um, I, I welcome that challenge. I want the best version of him. And um, once I get past him, no excuses. You know, no, no one can say that, you know, oh, you thought Cody is a bit washed up, you know, past his prime. Once I get past Askar Askarov, um, they'll be saying, okay, this is a guy. If you could choose, in, in terms of excitement, style, fun for you in the octagon, who would you rather fight, Figueredo or Moreno? Well, they both present, you know, good matchups. Brandon Moreno, we've fought each other before, so it'll be a good little story tale, uh, storyline to it. You know, the rematch, it was a close fight. Dropped him twice in the first round. Um, so, yeah, I would love the rematch. But um, obviously, Figueroa is all, a big puncher as well. So, 
uh, be awesome to go against a uh, go go up against someone that's got a similar style to me. You know, likes to um, drop his hands and just swing. So uh, both fun. They're both fun fights, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And um, like I said before, I got a fight in front of me, so that's all I'm focused on. But whoever's the champ, once I get past Asuka, um, they can get it as well. So. Um, it's great to be in the conversation. Obviously, uh, Figueroa has already already called me out saying, you know, I wanted to fight Cody, but Cody lost, so I want to fight Kai next. Um, yeah, it's 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 awesome to to be a part of that. But um, you know, I got to earn my way, and that's what I plan on doing. You know, getting past Asuka, making a statement, you know, um, putting it on this guy, and 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 getting past him, and then uh, yeah, once we get there, then we'll uh, figure it out. Last question then about the fight this weekend. Do you go into this fight then looking for a stoppage, knockout, submission, knowing that doing that puts your name into a different bracket? Is it a, a pressure that you have to go into this fight knowing like, man, I, I'm so close that I have to really perform at a different level? And how do you deal with that pressure of being honestly one fight away? Because sometimes that can be crippling heading into a fight. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's just my experience, man. Like, I've been in high-pressure fights before. My last fight, you know, fighting a former champion on one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year, Vegas. Uh, you got Halle Berry right in the front row seat. And um, I've got a photo of it, actually, where I dropped Cody and then Halle Berry's face is wide open, just in shock. Um, but, you know, that's that's what I love to do. I love being in those high-pressure moments. I love uh, when the chips are down and, you know, people are counting you out. That's what I, I feed off. That's what gets me out of bed. And um, I guess now having a family to provide for, having purpose in my life, you know, providing and, and um, being that role model for my son and, and my wife um, keeps me grounded. And uh, it's like I've got so many big things happening in my life, but um, you just try to be the best version of yourself. And, and for me, it's been um, a massive confidence booster, you know, finally finding my feet in the UFC and, and living up to this nickname, Don't Blink. Uh, and now that um, – I've got that kind of off my back, getting my first finish. Um, I'm just going to go in there and just do my thing. You know, I don't need to put more pressure than needs be. I just go in there and um, channel my, you know, my ancestors. My, I'm a Māori, New Zealand uh, native, which, um, you know, my ancestors would have been fighting on uh, on the battlefield for uh, for land hundreds of years ago. So I'm just the modern-day version of that. So I channel that when I fight. Um, it's always been in me, you know, that fire. And um, you'll see that come Saturday night. I'm just coming in bad intentions, representing my, my people to the fullest and uh, ready to throw down and uh, get this title shot. So that's all I'm focused on. Man, I appreciate it. Thank you for taking time out to speak with us. Good luck. Good job with the weight cut because I know that's always like the hardest part, but you make <laughs> yeah. it so easy all the time, man. Can't wait to see you fight on Saturday. Thanks so much, Kai. Appreciate it, man. Thank you and take care, bro. Thank you. All right, Kai Car France fighting this weekend at the UFC, aiming for that title shot. Man, great guy, great interview. We're going to take a quick break, come back with the old man. We're going to talk boxing to wrap all of this up. You guys can go anywhere. Be right back after this. everybody bringing the old man back into the building because he's calling in thank you to our guest kai car france for taking time out during fight week to sit down chop it up with us always fun talking to 
all these fighters from the UFC, all the boxers that come through, all the wrestlers that come through as well, and wrestlers still to come. Uh, it's a little tease right there, Cole. little tease. Just uh, making sure people remember that we have a ton of wrestling shows coming up. But right now it's time to talk about boxing. So, Dre. No, no it's not. No, oh, no, I don't want to talk about boxing. What do you want to talk about? This is going to be all bad. I want to talk about the NFL offseason. What the hell is going on? Tyreek Hill's in, <laughs> playing for the Dolphins now? What are we doing? They paid the man $120 million. <laughs> He'll play anywhere. Yo, $120 million I, to go to South Beach. We just talked about, bro. yo, that's the king of Miami. Where's Kobe Covington? Give that belt up. $120 yo. mil for a receiver? Um, but I listen, mean, Patty the Batty's fighting on 12 and 12. <laughs> what, can, what can I say? I, I'm, I, I don't know, man. Like, the, the news kind of broke before the podcast. So I, want, I just wanted to look at it because, you listen. Uh, you know who's made no moves? quarterback. The, the Giants. No, I and mean, we at least signed a couple offensive linemen. You guys have done nothing. Well, we're stuck. You know what we're going to hear? Look, here's what we're going to do with Jimmy. Jimmy's not getting traded before the draft. Jim, we're going to wait until preseason. Somebody, somebody's quarterback is going to get hurt. And then that's when Jimmy's value will go up. All right. Because right now, it's an, it, there's, no, there's no need. I, I'm not even confident that Trey Lance should be starting. I feel like Jimmy's, Jimmy might still be our starting quarterback. You gave up so much for him. He has to start, right? Like at but this point, ready? it doesn't even matter at this point. Well, it, the it clock does is ticking. You're, you're, it does when you were a game away from making the Super Bowl. It does, but his contract is more important than that. Because, again, in three years, you're going to be in the same position Miami is right now where they have two on the rookie contract, or in two years, two on a rookie contract. You got all this money you can spend. You can front load stuff. And then you have two years to make your push for a real Super Bowl. You know, like the Bengals are on the clock. You can make a push for a real Super Bowl. So they bring in Leo Collins and all this stuff. Like, y'all got to see what the kid got. Because if not, if he is the goods, you got two years to spend money like it's going out of style. And that's what yeah, you gotta got to do. Two years, but but I'm saying the, the, the thing with Jimmy Garoppolo is like he would have been a perfect fit for the Colts, right? Yeah, in a lot of people's minds. But they got Matt Ryan, so it's like, well, they don't need it. They don't need Jimmy G anymore. Jimmy G is coming off of that surgery. A lot of teams are hesitant to pick him up. It, his value won't go up unless another quarterback gets hurt. That's it. So he's going to be a very so expensive backup quarterback for you. Yeah. Well, see, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if you. I don't know if you. Maybe you have a quarterback battle. I don't know in the preseason what you do, but you there's no value. Matt Ryan just went for a third round pick. Yeah, Baker Mayfield can't find a spot. Yeah, he can't find a home. He can't come to the 49ers either. Um <laughs> Seattle don't want But him. I mean, look, man, the Raiders just got Devontae Adams, the Dolphins now have Tyreek Hill. There are so many teams making pushes. Like between this and like Story going to the Red Sox. Like, this is the nuttiest free agency period I've seen in a long time between two sports. I, I wish boxing had a free agency period like this where people just sign nice. like, because people are on top rank forever, disowned forever. Let's just give people like two year deals and like announce their deals. And then it just like madness for an off season. Could you imagine? Yeah, like, who signed Terrence Crawford? Yeah, he's the only free yeah, agent. Still nobody contract? signing. Yeah. yeah. Give him a one-year contract, right? Give him a one-year contract okay. and see what you can get out of him. Terrence Crawford signs with PBC. How fun would that be? And then, like, you just get, like, random shockers. Like, for all purposes, Canelo signed with the zone this year. So that would be, like, a big one. But, like, 
I don't know what a Tyson Fury jump ship. It was like, yo, I'm just signing with the zone for the year. People lose their mind. Yeah, I don't know. Boxing needs something. Like if, if it was a regular season, we could do that. But boxing is so year round. So now that we're we're back on boxing, I've over here and talked about NFL offseason briefly. Let's can we talk about Ed, Edgar Berlanga? And let's can we be real about this with kid? Berlanga? Uh, oh yes, I want to leave with him. My what I said being ringside. So I walked over and I talked to Mickey Bay. One, it's a big problem in my head, and I knew this as soon as we started. And I mean, it's not my place to talk, you know, to them about it. Like, but I saw it immediately. Mickey Bay in the back is helping him warm up, right? He's doing the sticks. He's holding the pads, all that stuff, doing the mitt work. Mickey Bay gets out. They, they all walk out and Mickey Bay takes a seat next to Media Row. He's not in the corner. And he played a pretty good part in this training camp. And I talked about it on last fight. I want to see what he has as a trainer. I think this guy has a sharp mind. I think that's where his future is. And they even put him in the corner. He wasn't one of three spots. And I'm like, yo, that guy really could have helped Berlanga in this fight, strategy-wise. Um, but I went and talked to him after, and I would say Berlanga looked a little bit better in ninth, tenth rounds. He started to open up. And I was like, he needs more rounds in there. You know, just he needs to be more active. But the problem is, is the people in his corner and everyone during the fight was treating him, I don't want to say with kid gloves, but it, I told Mickey Bay, I was like, yo, you guys have a monster truck and you're driving him like a Prius. Like, he, this isn't what he does. You got to live or die by what he does. Like Triple G does, like David Benavides does to a degree, like Kovalev did like better BF does now, you have a guy who is a brawler with crazy power. You live with him having a glass chin if that's what he has. But you're going to figure this out. Because this, teach him how to box, it ain't going to work. It just ain't. This, this ain't mm. it. This ain't the goods, and this ain't what bringing the money into it. Like, it, it, so, it's going to turn off his fan base. Well, all right, so... Those who haven't watched, Edgar Belanga goes the distance with Steve Rolls. No knockdowns, wins a decision, three straight fights without a knockout. And a lot of people are questioning, is Edgar Belanga as good as we thought he was? And here's my answer. No. Him having all those first-round knockouts was the worst thing that could have happened to him. Because, yeah, the power is real, but it's not that real. You couldn't stop Steve Rolls, who got stopped in, what, the fourth round by Triple G? Yes. Triple G, more than power, you ought to cut off the range. Technique. Yes. It's technique. Berlanga lacks technique in spades. And if you watch the fight, there's a couple things that happen. Berlanga still relies heavily on his power. And that's okay if you know how to set up your shots, which he doesn't know how to do. And then if anybody, I think Andre Ward pointed this out, and it's something that I've noticed, he telegraphs a lot. When he goes into a high guard, he's getting ready to throw the right hand. Mm. And it's and I'm I'm not a trainer. I can see it. <laughs> and if I'm in Steve Rolls' corner, I was like, as soon as those, those he starts to earmuff, he's either firing a jab or he's throwing the right hand. And he does it every single time. He has terrible habits. He's not great defensively, but the power is real. But the things that they, I think they're not teaching him is to is how to set up his power. Mm. Like he's a he's a power puncher, but it doesn't matter. If everybody can see your punches coming, Steve Rose is a 37 year old veteran. 
he understands what he sees. If you go back and watch Rose versus Triple G, yes, Triple G cut off the ring, but he also threw punches at a different speed and trajectory. Mm. That Berlanga throws the right hand the same speed every every time, the same way every time. Triple G would like the way he knocked Rose down was with a chopping overhand right that went down onto Rose's temple, mm. and Rose couldn't defend it. Berlanga's got a big problem here. I don't think he's bad. I still think he's one of the, the best young fighters in the game. But I think he's defensively, he's, he's got a problem. He gets hit with jabs far too easy. And he doesn't cut off the ring. He followed Rose around for 12 rounds and looked for a knockout the entire fight. I think you have to teach him how to box because if you teach him how to box, you teach him how to cut off the ring, you teach him how to set up his power shots, and you teach him how to get better defensively. Because if you cut off the ring, if you use your offense as your defense, and you don't telegraph your punches with the same speed and trajectory, you mix things up for opponents. Yeah. But now you've got all these first round knockouts, and that's what people want out of you. You gotta, we gotta pull the reins back. That being said, if he's gonna fight Puerto Rican Day uh, Parade weekend, Xander Zayas needs to be headlining that card, <laughs> not Edgar Belanga. Xander and the co-main again. That kid being nineteen is somewhat mind-boggling because the skills he portrays is exactly what you said Berlanga was missing. And the power will come because he's yep. fighting at 154 now. He's still next to Edgar at the, at the press conference. He's bigger than Edgar. When he gets his grown man body and strength and size, oh, the power will be there. And then he'll truly be scared. But the technique, the cutting off the ring, the throwing punches from different angles – the defensive, the slipping, and making people pay afterwards, it's it's next level. That kid was the star they're, of the night. Yeah, they're like, if people watch Triple G fight, a lot of people say, well, Triple G fights the same way. He doesn't. Like, Triple G has a technique called the shift that he uses. And it was used by, like, Sugar Ray Robinson used it. It's very slight, but it's 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 a way to create an angle, right? And it's, it gives the illusion that, yeah, he's fighting the same way, but for somebody who's standing in front of him, they can't necessarily see what Triple G is doing to set up his punches. Xander, <clears throat> excuse me, Xander does things like pivots off his lead foot to create a, a space and opportunity to throw an uppercut. He did it like several times in that fight where he shifted to, to his opponent's outside shoulder and threw an uppercut or threw a right hand. He also realized like, all right, this dude's kind of tough and I can't necessarily get him out of here. So I'm not going to just unload everything that I got, but I'm going to still be poised because I don't need to burn myself out trying to get a knockout. I'm going to win this fight. I should look good doing it, but I'm going to set up my shots and land cleanly. And he did that the entire night. Xander Zayas at 19 is better than Edgar Belanga, who is uh, 24 right now, right? Xander has a brighter future. Xander's going to be the better fighter to represent Puerto Rico than Berlanga because... Berlanga doesn't have a trainer, which is kind of what you alluded to, to bring that all in. Yeah. Berlanga has a bunch of trainers. There's too many voices in this corner, mm. and none of them know how to cover <laughs> up his weaknesses and bring out his strengths. Whereas Xander, he already has the ability to adjust on the fly. And I always talk about that. With fighters, the, real, the best fighters in the game, the trainers are great, but they have the innate ability to make adjustments on the fly. We're already seeing that out of Xander. Yep. Xander's going to be the better fighter. Uh, Berlanga is going to be an opponent soon. He's starting to remind me of James Kirkland. Yeah, that's that's tough, man. <laughs> that's uh, hey, James Kirkland was beating up a lot of people. Like, yeah, James, and James Kirkland, Kirkland wasn't in, bad. No, but when he hit the wall, 
He was food. But that's what happened. He, James Kirkland had a plan A, had no plan B, had a ton of power, would get people out of there early, didn't have great defensive skills, had Ann Wolf in his corner who emphasized his offense, but she was just like, fuck it. His defense, it is what it, it is. It is what it is. That's and kinda, he was great on Ann Wolf. Yes. And then he left Ann Wolf, and then that Berlanga was it. Is. But it's kind of what Berlanga is. Yeah. Berlanga is very offensive-minded. He's He doesn't have great defense. Like, he's been dropped already. Yep. He's been he, he like he he got he got hit a lot against Rolls. Rolls actually outlanded him in this fight. I think he was failed several times as times as an amateur as well. Yeah, so as good as Berlanga looks, he needs somebody to, to emphasize his strengths and hide the weaknesses. And that's not what's happening. And he's gonna end up facing the wrong opponent, yeah, who's not a big name, and he's gonna get lit up. He's uh so they gotta be careful with it. I handle him. He's in the spot where it's time to get away from dadish trainer and go. The move to Vegas is great already, right? But yeah. even then, I'm not sure the trainers he needs are here in Vegas. Like, he's one of the guys who should probably make the move to Cali. Like, go. He'd be good in Ryan Garcia's new camp with Goosen. Yeah. Like, you can go there. Go up to Big Bear. You're talking about people who are using offense to make defense, go up to Big Bear. Yeah, Abel Sanchez has been a master of that for go, a long time. Go to Abel. Abel will get you right, and he'll, yep. he'll figure it out. Like, so there's options out there. He's making the money to do so now. It might be just time. Go, go over there and, and learn something from someone else, people who have dealt with people with your style, and they can make you the best version of you. Instead of trying to teach you how to be something else, it yeah, just I think, doesn't uh, work. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I think that if it looks like, and you could probably say better than I can, it looks like he'll probably be the main event of the Puerto Rican Day Parade card. It appears uh, so, because at this point, it's just the trajectory of his career and the pay structure dictates whether you're a main or co main, right? But in my opinion, I, I think Xander Zayas will be looked at as the main event of that call. So everyone so left what, the garden what, the other day thinking Xander was, was the guy. And, and that's so what I, is a problem when you put them head to head, like go main and main. People are like, wait, no, this kid is, is who you're saying. This guy yeah. is, this guy is Cotto. This guy is Trinidad. Eh, I'm not sure about like, you know, like the other guy, I don't want to downplay Berlanga cause he's good, but he might be Gabe Rosado. Right. You know, there's, there's so, a difference. So I guess it, well, what, what this makes me think is we're about to run into this danger zone where Berlanga, where you get him to main event, you keep putting him in main events, and he underperforms, and Xander overperforms, but the pay structure, like you mentioned, dictates that Berlanga stays in the main event, and it ends up hurting him more than it helps him. Yeah, you got to separate right? them after this card. <laughs> got to separate them. Right. But it's like how you can't. How could you? How could you do the garden for Puerto Rican Day Parade weekend and not have Xander on it? So it feels like yeah. I, but I, I, at the same time, it's like, hey, Xander, we'll pay you some extra money to go fight. We'll find a pay per view for you to co-main event, and we'll pay you. Stay away from Berlanga because you're hurting him, whether yeah. you know it or not. <laughs> it's hurting him. Um, I, I think they're both locked in contractually already. Um, I, so. I, I believe oh. so. For the garden, but going forward after that, yeah, like this can't this can't be the piggyback anymore, right? Like, 
next year at the Garden, regardless of how Berlanga's career goes in general, next year, June 12th or whatever, Puerto Rican Day Parade weekend, Xander's headlining that card. There's no reason for him not to. You fill out the rest of the card however you want. Xander should be main eventing that card. Probably by then he's fighting 10 rounders um, and, and trying to be ranked for at least like a, a lesser title, like the one Berlanga has. Um, so, yeah, you you make sure that kid is, is your headliner next year. And Berlanga has got to be the one that's like, yo, you got to kind of what, what big baby Jared Anderson is doing now, where he proved he's the goods and he's on every Tyson Fury card because of it. Um, he's going to be on the Tyson Fury card over in London. Berlanga, you have to attach him to someone else. Like, yo, Berlanga, yeah. you might have to be Shakur's co-main every time. Yeah, because you're going to overexpose him, man. Yeah, Three straight like, fights without a knockout, and you created this atmosphere where he knocks everybody out. And this is it's kind of his own fault. And you got to give him... Because he people in the first round. If we're, if we're being a buck, keeping a buck, you got to give him a soft touch in June. I mean, shit, man. You, you gotta, just gave him a 37-year-old. Yeah, but no, you gave him a 37-year-old with one loss, and that one loss is Triple G. Like, you you thought he was that. And he beat him. Yep. It's not like he yep. lost. He beat the 31, the 37-year-old. So, like, cool. You beat the guy good enough. You, you didn't lose, which at certain points it looked a little sketchy. So, Very it was like, sketchy. cool. You, you got the W. You handed the guy his second loss. You and Triple G are only losses. In the end, it still looks good. We need you to main event and knock someone smooth out. Because we can't go four in a row without a knockout. In front of this crowd, we're finding someone with the glass chin, and you're knocking them smooth out. And then we'll worry about building you back up to title form. Then we worry about maybe you fighting a Gabe Rosado in, in the fall. Um, I don't even know who else at 160. 168 is a tough one. Because, again, we saw with Gabe. Stay away from there. Like, with Gabe, we saw, though, at 168, like, Gabe still got popped. So Gabe, Gabe yeah. catch you with the wrong one. It, it's a wrap. Like, um, Jacobs at 168. Like, there's, it's tough. You can't move him up to 175 because that's all bad right now. So, yeah, man, I'd, it's, that's going to be tough. You got to position him. If Eventually, let's be real, Canelo's going to go for the belts, right? We have Bitter Beer versus Joe Smith just being reported by Cop. June 18th in New York at MSG as well. Back-to-back MSG fights for top rank. Canelo's going to come for that belt. Maybe not in December, but early next year. You got to position Berlanga with like three more KOs this year. It doesn't matter who he fights. Casuals don't know these. Casuals didn't know Steven Rolls. Give him anyone. Three straight knockouts so he could be on that card. And then maybe that's when you add like, you know, a step up. But it's time to step down yeah. in competition if you can't step down in placement of Edgar Belonga. If he's a main event guy now, you got to step down in competition and just let him mollywop some people. Well, I guess you're running into the uh, the Deontay Wilder problem, right? It's the exact like Deontay, Deontay Wilder, Wilder problem. Like Deontay Wilder was knocking everybody out. Yep. And they kept feeding him like cans. Yep. And, and at a certain point, the, the public demands that you fight a better fighter. But the thing that what Deontay Wilder did that separates him from Belonga is like every little step up, he would still knock people out, right? Then he fought Bermain Severn, and he beat him by decision the first time, and he, he just demolished him and sent him to hell the second time. But you could see improvements in Wilder's game with every fight. 
Berlanga stagnated. He hasn't gotten any better. So it's like when he fought Steve Rolls, and I said this last week, it's going to tell us everything we know about Berlanga's progression. Because, yeah, you should knock out a 37-year-old veteran, even though he only has one loss to Triple G. If you have made improvements, you should either stop him or look good, and he did neither. <laughs> so, yeah, you wanted to give him a step down in competition, but I think what all of, like you need to find the Amir Khan of that division for Belanga. Yeah. Somebody with a name and a glass jaw who will come to fight. But the problem is, I think. Again, Gabe Rosado is a guy who gets knocked out in that division. The problem is, yeah, but, is Gabe still got one punch power and it gets yeah. scary. But Gabe and is still, that guy. He's still good. Everyone has used Gabe if they're fairly good as a stepping stone. Right. But he shows if you're not fairly good or if you're not as advertising, if you're not elite, he might get you out of there. Yeah, and, and that's the scary thing. But I think more importantly, I think every fighter watching Berlanga figured this out. If you watch that fight, Steve Rolls starts off the fight weary of Berlanga's power, right? Like he's fighting very timid. Yep. And then he gets hit a couple of times. He's like, I could deal with this. And then he starts to open up. He starts to land more and he starts to use his jab. He starts to fight. If Rolls figured that out earlier, which the next Berlanga opponent probably is going to be like, well, if Steve Rolls can take that punch, I'm going to get in the line of fire and see what happens. Yeah. Maybe the power ain't all that. Berlanga might lose his next fight by decision. Because if Rolls stepped up earlier, he probably beats Berlanga. That's crazy. That kid, and I hate to say this because it's like, I don't mean to say Berlanga is not a good fighter. I just think he's been moved along the wrong way. And what, whoever his team is, they're not fixing the holes and they're becoming more and more glaring. And now it's gone. The, like, yo, the, the train has left the station. Fat Joe is going to be there every week. Like he's going to, this is going to be a big main event type of guy yep. who can, who proved that he could sell out the Hulu theater in Madison square garden. But man, you got, like you said, you got to step down that competition, you and, but you can't, but at the same time, you have to figure out what he is. Cause if you just give him a bunch of glass jars, he's still going to lose. I guess you get you get more juice out of the squeeze while you can. Yeah, you have to you have to keep him active. And by doing that, you have to give him lesser opponents. Cuz his problem was when you knock everyone out 16 straight first round knockouts, you really only have so much time in the ring. He didn't have a full 12 round fight worth of time before he main evented. Like we just saw Xander go 8 Good rounds, tough rounds, but he went eight. Berlanga, Xander has more time in a professional boxing ring at 19 years old than Edgar Berlanga. Yeah. And Berlanga is the main event. You just, he needs time in the ring. And then he needs four rounds, knockout. Six rounds, knockout. Like you got to feed him people. And it sounds bad, but you got to let him play with his food a little bit. And then still yeah. be able to produce the knockout. So, or, or or just learn how to break people down. I mean, you got to be in the ring to learn that. They can teach him everything they yeah. want in the gym and the sparring. They were yelling at him, pleading with him to use his jab. Didn't didn't throw it till the seventh. So yeah. he needs time in the ring. Has all the skills in the gym. Needs time in the ring to bring those forward. Um, talking about someone who talks and and was promoted to a main event, Dre. And uh guy you like, Blair the Flair. This past weekend, Blair got the brakes beat off him. And boy. Hey, Roach is a tough guy. Boy, 
When I say Twitter was waiting, the drafts were set. They were waiting for Blair to catch this L. Because, oh, man, Errol Spence roasting him? One, Errol Spence roasted him last week when he was like, how are you a 33-year-old prospect? Yeah. That had people roll. But Errol Spence on his IG stories, cooking Blair the entire, entire time. And this is the flip side of it. Blair looked good. You know, all his other fights, he got in there with a dog and had nothing for him. Yo, when they booked that fight with Alexis Rocha, oh, man, Rocha looked pretty good, man. I watched him, you know, with the zone for a while. I was like, look, Blair's fun and exciting, but is he a good fighter? No, not really, but he's been able to talk himself into a lot of spots. So he started going after Errol Spence. I was like, ooh, what are you doing? Like, this ain't it. All bad. But you do what you got to do to promote a fight. He went in there, and, and I think somebody tweeted, Blair was more exciting in defeat than Berlanga was in victory. I saw that tweet. And that, that might hold true. Yeah, so it's like Blair lost. He lost to a tough guy. It is what it is. He, he's, he's a B-side guy. He's a guy who will, he'll get his, he'll get a few fights to win, but we know, we know that Blair's ceiling's not that high. Yeah. Oh boy, he got beat up. And yeah, the fact that Errol Spence even paid attention to roast him says a lot. At least Blair's getting people's attention. Yeah. He's not going to win no world titles. He's not going to do anything like that. But yeah, I mean, he got, he got beat up in a main event because Virgil Ortiz couldn't fight. So it's just so many more eyeballs were on that ass whooping. <laughs> Oh, boy. It's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, again, they were building him for to be even a bigger B-side, right? Like, you have guys like Montana Love. Like, I could have really used a Blair. Like, could have used that knockout with the trash talk and everything. Now you put them in there with them. It's like, oh, yeah, you're just feeding them a knockout now, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Again, he just needs to come back and take a couple wins. But, man, he got roasted. I was like, damn, I got to tell Dre. Yes, he did. Oh, his boy Yes, he did. Cooked. I love Blair, but yeah, he got beat up. Terrence yeah. Crawford. Beat up and cooked. Everybody was cooking that boy. <laughs> it's just damn, yeah. damn shame what they did to him. Uh, but yeah, like this weekend, not too much boxing to really talk about Dre. So when we come back on Sunday, I think we have probably your, we're on Baby Watch. So I'm assuming it's going to yep. be your last pro wrestling show. Yeah, I mean, this will be our WrestleMania prediction show. Yeah, so we got to do our WrestleMania predictions. Uh, producer Cole Bebe hopefully jumps on, on the ones and twos, on the mics with us. Um, we'll do all our predictions for WrestleMania, talk about some of the, the WrestleMania week things, and then as we approach closer, I'll hold it down and do some recaps and see what else is there. You're not excited about this card, right? No. Dog, I mean, this chat, like, I'm sorry, guys. This has, and I dropped this in, you know, I'm positive, positive guy, but I'm a, I'm a realist. This has the opportunity to be the worst WrestleMania of all time. Yeah, if there was ever a time to say, you know what, maybe we shouldn't do two nights, it's this one. Yeah. Because uh, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin is not a WrestleMania match. <sighs> At all. It, and yeah, it's it's It's, it's going to be the struggle for a couple of these. And then the build is like, yeah, let's just get to Cody his debut, right? Like they're saving it for the pop, and and Rollins is really trying, really trying to sell this. Yeah, but man, he's yeah. just like, yo, this shit can't come fast enough because I'm running on on fumes here. But shout out to Kevin Owens, I'll say that right now. Who's great? We get to another one. The Stone Cold promo, it's genius with the double T's broke everyone's heart. No. There's not fumes he's... is better 
than heel Kevin Owens. Nah, he's he's incredible. But yeah, we'll talk more about WrestleMania week. It's sorry guys, if you want looking for me to find something positive, I can't. I, I really can't. <laughs> Spoiler it's, it's alert gonna be hard for the next because, show. <laughs> yeah, and I think we'll spend a lot of time not just talking about WrestleMania, but the shows that are surrounding it. Ring of Honor has their supercard honor. GCW has their For the Culture and a bunch of other shows. There's so much to like during WrestleMania weekend outside of WrestleMania. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'm upset that I'm not going because Wale Mania, it looks very good this year. Shout out to Kaz and Emilio and the crew over there. Uh, I'll be back, L.A., next year. As long as, as, long as my baby is not, birth, her birthday is not on WrestleMania night. <laughs> Boy, that would be fun. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, yeah. it could be I around see the argument. every year. Every year, the wife is like, you can't go on. I was about to say on her birthday, yeah. but I don't know. We don't know if it's her or him. Yeah. We don't know if it's a girl or a boy. You are the worst. But <laughs> so, no, yes. man, uh, we appreciate it on Baby Watch. Until then, if Dre, for any reason, isn't here on Sunday, you know that the baby came. So we're going to try to sneak in this last pro wrestling show. In the meantime, thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, at Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Check out all of our videos on YouTube at The Corner Podcast on there. We appreciate you all. Shout out to Blue Wire Studios here at the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. Everyone in the booth. Antoine, it's nice to see you back. Look at this. Antoine on one and twos. Antoine, I saw that you got new equipment. We, we need like a new theme song. We need beats. We need all this. I've seen you. I peeped out your Instagram. We're going to make it work. Antoine is going to um, cook up some dope beats for us. He's the mad scientist behind the boards. But Brian, producer Cole, baby, everyone holding it down for us here. We appreciate you all. You guys stay safe. Stay Rona free. That's still out there somewhere. Um, take care of each other. We appreciate you all. Until Sunday, we're out. Peace. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.